Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. On zero. We'll clap on zero. Tony, the one that keeps us straight. (laughs) Now I need to close out so I don't screw up. On zero. Three, two, one, zero. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Kevin here joined, as always, by Pops, LJ, Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony's got a drink there. We'll get into that later. What's going on, fellas? No, all good. What's up? What's up? What's up, Kevin, baby? You know, long time no see. I mean, we might have seen some of each other, but we haven't been on the pod much. You know, just we got a lot of things going on in the summer. We're kind of this is a little bit not off season for us, but we know it's been an irregular season. We're sorry about that, but we're back. We got a fun episode today. Um, Pops, do we want to start with just NBA playoffs or do we want to go ahead and knock out the, the lottery and just discussing a little bit of, of the NBA lottery and Wimbenyama. I think the lottery could go pretty quick, I think. And that that's pretty interesting, I think. Sounds like won. a dead. Um, yeah. yeah, so the the poor Spurs, they've had have, – they, they've never had really a star, right? <laughs> yeah, poor guys, they've never had a good number one star pick, yeah. Just just for the people out at home, in case you, you aren't totally clear. So they had a guy, Pops, named David Robinson, the, the Admiral Hall of Fame, great big man, right? He, yeah, he gets – he gets a little hurt, not done with his career, gets a little hurt, still has some juice left in the tank. And then the year he gets hurt, they just stink because he's a really good player. You lose your star player. Well, they stink so bad, they win the lottery. The guy in that lottery, Tim Duncan, maybe Duncan. the best power forward of all time. Of all time. Yes, of all of time. Of all time. And so they win. What David Robinson and him win the championship like the next year. And Tim Duncan goes on to win, I think, four, maybe five titles. And then they've had a few lean years here in the past, probably five plus years. And now they win the lottery again. And it's this year, a lot of people may be trafficking, trafficking in hyperbole, but there is a guy named Victor Wimbanyama who is pops. You've probably seen some highlights is, is a prospect like we've never seen before. Oh yeah. I hear him calling him the cheat code, which he does look like that. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, I think he's seven five. He handles the ball like a guard. He can shoot from the outside. He can block shots off. I mean, duh. Um, you know, can do anything. He's got sweet moves around the basket. He he does look like the best prospect probably since I think LeBron James for sure, and and certainly on that level, I think, as a prospect. ESPN was I, I felt they they were doing the lottery, and at one point they called him the best prospect ever, which is possible because he is seven foot four. And like Pop said, a really good shooter can dribble. They just seem like 
these kids are getting taller and more like, you know, like more, better, like good, better feet work and ball skills. Like it's like these guys are Hakeem Olajuwon size, but can dribble now. It's insane. But ESPN then went ahead to call. They said by year three, he could be the best player in the NBA. And I was like, we might back up just a little. <laughs> That's That seems wild to say he's the best player. But that is how good a prospect we are playing. Uncle Tony, I know you don't watch probably every NBA lottery. And the lottery is a cool way for – it's not like the NFL where the worst record gets the first pick. They they do it where the worst your record is the better chance you have at the first pick, but everyone in the draft lottery has a chance at getting to the number one. So they can televise this whole night. That's not even the draft. It's the draft lottery. But, Tony, what would you think about watching the draft lottery the other night? Well, it was kind of like watching paint dry, to be honest. Or I thought I was maybe wa- watching a rerun of Jeopardy. I kept waiting for one of these guys up there in a box to say, who is Michael Jordan? You know, or anything like that. But I just didn't get to see it. And, it, boy, it's so anticlimactic. And I was expecting, you know, I love the big cards with the logos and stuff on there. But you could see the guys, that the, the players that they had represent some of the teams. They were like, what the hell am I doing here? Right? They're just like sitting there and it's like this chance to wear somebody's designer clothes so they can see them so I can get a little more uh, uh, endorsement. But man, that was so anticlimactic. Ping pong balls or something, man. I got to see some action. They did all that stuff beforehand and it just was terrible. Well, and they just go with the 14th pick, this team, with the 13th pick. This team with the 12. And then, so even I get maybe not drawing out those, but so they get to the end, Uncle Tony. They go the the Pistons get the fifth pick. All right, we got the top four. We'll reveal the top four when we come back from break. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're waiting because this is where we're now. These are the, the real Wimbenyama stakes. Yeah. These, one of these teams is going to get the first overall pick. And they still, they do it again. They're just like, all right, with the third, the Trailblazers, with the second, the Hornets, and with the first pick, <laughs> San Antonio Spurs. And then the Spurs guy obviously is pumped. He gets up and like is you know really excited. But I'm just like, man, at least the NFL and Roger Goodell they have, they have figured out how to make the NFL draft like a four night event. They they do it yeah. big. It feels like a TV event where the NBA lottery is just like, what was I watching bingo at the the, the elderly <laughs> club or what are we doing here? They they got to do better. They got to do yeah. better. They need some. And if they want to call us, we can consult. They can call us and we'll consult and try to help out. Absolutely. With that. But Absolutely. Couple more thoughts on that. Can I yeah. so San Antonio, do you know that I think the the three teammates that have the most playoff wins are Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan. And so interestingly, Ginobili's from Argentina, I think. Duncan or uh, uh well Duncan's from St. Croix, if I remember correctly. And then Parker's from France. Where Wimbenyama's from. And, and so, and where Wimbenyama's coming. And look at, and Greg Popovich is still there, right? I mean, surely, how excited has Popovich got to be? I mean, did you see there was a meme of him running for, he's running to sign a lifetime contract now. So he gets well, to Well, I coach kept thinking guy. Popovich might be on his way out, but I mean, so you. When Benyama says he's ready to compete for a title this year, which he says the right thing, but he is legit that good and they have a lot of salary cap. They could put a formidable roster together if he is as good as we think. Now, there is a little scare because we've seen big men who – Chad just, Holmgren last year. You never know. Yeah. But what were you about to say, Tony? When Benyama – did I say it right? When Benyama. I think so. When Benyama. Yama. 
Uh, Wimby. We can just call Wimby. him Wimby. I think that's his Wimby. nickname. Uh, they showed a little uh, some clips there, and I honestly had never seen him play and, and saw a little bit. Of that. And he moves well for a big man. Those are famous last words, right? <laughs> moves well for a big man. Um, but to call him like the greatest prospect since LeBron James, man, that is that I that's almost like putting the kibosh on him. You know, I'm I'm a little concerned about it now, but he does look like the deal. He can play just calling outside. him a prospect, Tony. Though I mean, he no. his you know I mean I don't know Zion Zion was a big deal, you know, and he moved well for a big man, yeah. but yeah, but and I and I will say that that that. I wonder if they said the same thing about Sam Bowie, you know, yeah. who got drafted before Michael Jordan. So let's. I'm I'm not sure that is is you can't pass on seven foot four, and so seven foot four and can dribble and shoot. Yeah, you take it. But yeah, I just we've seen these unicorn. I mean, I, I, I and I hope he has a long career, but just. You look at his watch those highlights and it like it does look like a created player on NBA 2K. <laughs> like it doesn't look like a typical human body. And so will there be, you know, like we ankle stuff or just just that body does not look like the typical body. But if he can hold up an eight foot the skills there and what? LJ, <laughs> I've never seen a prospect Wait. his his camp. What his is his camp actually nine or something like that? Eight foot eight foot. Actually eight, eight, eight foot. foot. Wow. His camp, LJ, I've never heard this in a prospect. They're actually, usually before the draft, they're kind of fudging the height. They're saying like, actually, he's coming in at 6'10", because they're like weighing him with big shoes, yeah. like measuring with shoes on. When, when Benyama's camp's like, we don't think he's 7'4", we think he's 7'3". More like 7'3", 7'2". They're trying to say he's shorter <laughs> than he is. It's insane. That's wild. It, we'll see what he is, but it's crazy. Uh, he is a big man with a lot of skill. Speaking of a big man with a lot of skill, Pops, Pops. Your boy Nikola Jokic <laughs> is just something. I thought else. you were talking about yeah, me, yeah. Kev. God, a can of flash. Oh no, 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 no! I think the viewer knew. Um, Uncle bopper. Tony, we'll, we'll get Uncle Tony to talk about your pickup game here. We had that for after we talked Jokic. Um, on the list of guys I want to play pickup ball with, though, it's Jokic and then Pops. You're one B. You're right below. No. The court vision's uh, very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got game one, but. The, the 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 Nuggets are playing the Lakers. They win Game One. Pops, I want to talk a little maybe about what you think in the series, but also just the Nuggets. Are are you? Do you want to talk more about the Nuggets being as good as they are, or maybe the surprise with the Lakers roster now being retooled at the trade deadline? Well, let's fit both of them in. So let's go. Well, where, where do you want to go? I know you're watching well, that series. Well, interestingly, thoughts. you know, I think the last time the Nuggets played the Lakers was like in January and the only I think guys that were based there were like four guys are gone including Russell Westbrook you know uh and and it's almost a whole new roster so they don't even it's know basically each other LeBron and AD and um, even the guys that are were still on the roster then that aren't still there now they might not have been playing like it's a totally different team you're playing now than you played in January yeah, a completely different team. So certainly, and Austin Reeves, wow, what a what a what a something else he's been. I do think there's a very interesting conversation to be had. He is from Arkansas that he's going to be up for a big raise. But I and and I heard Kevin Garnett talking about this online. I mean, he probably ought to stay there. He's in a good system for his abilities, and I'm not. He's great, but I just don't know if he'll be as good uh, without LeBron and AD to pull some of the pressure off. Which who would be? 
Um, but now let's get to the favorite part. I, I think Denver, I think they're the best team left for sure. I think I just think that uh, AD is going to give going to give uh, Joker a little bit of problem. But did you see Joker last night? I mean, he just decided, okay, well, you're going to block my shot if I shoot from the you know the the free throw line extended or you know towards the free throw line. I'll just make a quick move around you and dunk. I mean, Joker can do make any adjustment. He can make any adjustment needed. He can they can pull AD out and pass around him. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I think, and it didn't see it last night as much, um, but who is uh, Gordon? Is it Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon had a, a little bit of a rough game. Last he did night. have a rough game, but I think he will match up well athletically against LeBron. So I think that's a good matchup for Denver. I thought Jamal Murray played good. I, I'm excited about this Denver team, and I just love watching Joker play. I just love the way he um, plays the game. Jokic, Jokic had – 34 points, 21 mm-hmm. rebounds, six, 14 assists on 70% shooting. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Pops, do you, there's been four times in NBA history that a guy has had 30 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists in a playoff game. You have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You have Will Chamberlain. And then you have Nikola Jokic. Twice. He's done it twice. It's the list that he's on of like guys. He's on all all these. No one's done that since Wilt Chamberlain. And anytime you're on a list with Wilt Chamberlain, whether it's basketball statistics or what you do uh, in your free time, (laughs) your life's going pretty well. You're doing good for yourself. It's fair to Uh, say. By the way, with he he's shooting forty seven and a half percent from three point range in the playoffs. Did you see his? Did you see his three against Anthony Davis? I think it was at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, he just kind of like takes a step back and throws it. It just looks like he shot puts it. And I, I actually did enjoy Anthony Davis and him kind of shared a look where Anthony Davis was like like kind of laughed like, "Damn man, like what is that?" And even Jokic kind of went almost like the Michael Jordan shrug. He was just kind of like, "I don't know, man. When they're going, they're going." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like that this matchup. It does feel like both these teams, while they want to beat each other. Like Anthony Davis had a good game. I think he went 40, 40 It was points, great. Anthony Davis played great. And that's the key. If he can stay and, healthy and play like that. Well, and both of them talked after the game. I know uh, Jokic was pretty, uh, just like he's one of the most skilled big men in there. And then they asked Anthony Davis about that shot. And he goes, I mean, sometimes you just got to give it up to. That's a great, like both of these teams, I think acknowledge, boy, he's, the guy against me is really, really freaking yeah. good. And it's going to be, I think it's a fun series. I'm excited about it. Tony, did you get a chance to watch I did. it? I did. So I got a couple questions because I want to feel, I, I want you guys to understand that sometimes I do learn things. So <laughs> I want to ask Lev, as a Nuggets, going on the Nuggets side here, do you have any concern that after the first quarter, <clears throat> the Lakers outscored the uh, the Nuggets by, 20 they outscored him by 12 in the second half and i know the fourth quarter can be kind of ridiculous but they outscored him by four in the third and so do you have any concern about that and then i got a follow-up absolutely tony because i think the, i think the series hinges on if if ad plays like that like he did last night all series and history says he won't he's kind of a one game good one game not um, but if he plays like that, the Lakers can win this series. I really believe the Lakers can win this series. And that fourth quarter, I thought – I remember Tammy asking me. She wanted to watch the Ted Lasso episode. And I said, well, no, honey, it's, they're just up by 20. Something could happen. I said, <laughs> you know, and, and no, they they almost 
lost a game they clearly should have won. So I hope I've answered your question. Yeah. Yes, okay. it does concern me. Okay. Well, it's, and they, it's interesting, Tony. They did do a little switch, and I kind of want to get Pop's thought on this. In the fourth quarter, it was basically Anthony Davis guarding Jokic, which I, th- I think you would want. Jokic, I mean, Anthony Davis is a great defender, but Jokic was abusing him, kind of like you talked about earlier. Depending on, he was just choosing how you, however you want to play me, I'm going to score one way or the other. Like he was just abusing Anthony Davis. And in the fourth quarter, they switched and put Hachimura on him, who's not near the defender, but he's a big body, long arms. And then Anthony Davis is basically playing free safety back there, just using his long arms and helping. And that fourth quarter, Jokic, like if you look at the stats, Jokic was on pace for like 50 points and he slowed way down. I think he went 0 for 3 in the, in the, like in the last six minutes with three turnovers. It did feel like the Lakers found a little something. Now it could be Jokic just got tired because he also played 42 minutes, but felt like they maybe found where we don't have to necessarily have Anthony Davis, our best defender on him by putting Anthony Davis off. Now you have the threat of him always helping on everything. I felt like the Lakers as for, it was one of those games where it looked like the Nuggets were going to be the, like coming away from this going, Oh, we feel really good. Now from the Lakers, I'm like, Jokic just played one of the best playoff games ever. And Jamal Murray had a solid game, and we really had a shot in the they had a shot to win the game. minute and a half yeah. left. Well, they yeah. had a shot. And so you, you said that, Kev, I think the Hachimura um, switch was interesting, but it, everything mm-hmm. went against what this game was. They had projected this game mile high, 5,280 feet. etched right there on the court. So everybody can see, which is a great ploy, by the way. Great Every idea. Time yeah, a player comes down, Why am I so tired? Oh, 5,280. Gosh, dog. You know, great, great idea but that should have gone the opposite way right here's the team coming from uh sea level going up there they were supposed to be tired they were supposed to be worn out they were supposed to be (laughs) and they weren't it was the other way around which kind of concerns me for the nuggets and uh but uh uh, last thing i'll say here because i think i think this next game is is pivotal if the Lakers win the next game, mm-hmm. I think the Lakers win the series, and here's why. I was talking to a guy today, a good friend of the pod, and he said, you know, you're not a winner until you can beat that uncle that you play on the <laughs> on the uh, court, the, the dirt court in the backyard. And so the Lakers have got all these old guys that know how to play, and, you know, they're the uncle with the bandages on their knees and the old headband on their head. <laughs> and But they're the ones that know how to pass and they know how to score. They don't look as good, but they beat you. And so until you beat the uncle, you're really not a winner. And I, I'm kind of wondering if the Nuggets are going to run into that. It's like, uh, no, we can't beat the uncle. And so that's where I kind of think. So I think this next game is key. The Lakers come out of this with a split. Watch out. Tony, I think I think more than Denver got tired, I think possibly they got a little complacent because they were clearly ahead most of the game. And I think there was a little complacency. And I do think you – well, Kevin, I guess, brought it up. But they're on to something with the other defensive assignment, I think, on, on Joker. But I do think here, – here's the thing I want to say about Joker is you've heard about Steph Curry's gravity. You know, he – he gets so much attention that he gets other people's shots. He makes, he opens up the court for other people. And I think Joker is on that same level. I really do as to you have got to completely, 
you've got to defend him in every shape, form, and fashion, and he's smart enough to find the open man. So I think they'll adjust. I think that defensive assignment change was – it did work for a little bit. I think it confused them for a minute. Um, but I think they'll adjust on it. And uh, I still think they'll win, but no question the Lakers have a, a hell of a chance to win this series. I well, and I think you're that. getting with, – with Joker, he's just one of those – his basketball mind is really, really adept. And I, I think, yeah, that worked. But if you came out and if they run that same defense next game, he'll have an answer for it. Because for yeah. the most part, he's just – that's what's so intriguing to me to watch him is he'll have games where he scores 15 points and has 20 assists or he'll have a game like he had – I think it was game three of last year's where they beat the Suns where he had 53 points. I mean, he just he's just taking what you give him. If you're giving him one-on-one, he'll score. He doesn't mind scoring. And I if think you're he's, trying to double him. He's he comfortable with ten points and twenty assists. Yeah. He don't care. I, he wants a W. That's it. I and think. so I, I think if you're the Lakers, there's no one option. I think you keep throwing. And I like the idea of totally switching up. Maybe every five possessions, like we double him, and then the next possession he's just single. Like you just, I don't think LeBron was very similar. He still is, but he's kind of getting a little older. But there's an era of LeBron where. He's going to figure you out no matter what you do. You cannot give him the same look twice or it's that you're, he's going to cook you. So I think Jokic is very similar. You're just going to have to keep throwing a bunch of shit at him and then hope Anthony Davis is hitting like he's hitting and LeBron and Austin Reese was hitting some big threes late. Uh, yeah, I think uh, with what you mentioned this with Austin Reeves, they can match the Lakers can match whatever they that he gets offered from anyone else this offseason. But um Austin Reeves' agents probably sent him a memo saying the price of a brick is going up because I think he was uh, he was going to get like four years, fifty five, and now someone out there is going to order him I th- or offer him closer to the eighty five to hundred million because the dude's a legit basketball player. He's a I thought he was just a, a shooter. He's a legit basketball player. Um, I do think this Jokic playing like he's playing it may surprise some people, but it kind of just validates to me that it was. The silly argument we've been having for like two or three years now of Joker or Joel Embiid as who's the better big man, who's the MVP. And Jokic got two in a row. Embiid got it this year. But Embiid, once again, came up short in the playoffs and they lost to the Celtics. And Pops, I I don't know how much you watched that game seven, but just the body language to me of Embiid, he kind of gave off the body language of a loser. And I like him, but just like you saw – Steph Curry, when they lost to the Lakers in game six, they were down 20 pretty much the whole game. But Steph Curry was just basically until the coach kind of waved the white flag and put the bench in with two or three minutes left when it was a 25-point game. Steph Curry was still – he was missing them, but he was jacking up his threes. He was trying. He was running for rebounds. He was going hard. And Embiid, as soon as the Celtics got a lead in that third quarter, it was like 20 points, he kind of started moping around. Him and James Harden both kind of like, oh, man, well, our shots aren't falling. I mean, it's just one of those days. And – if you know anything about the NBA, especially here recently where the threes are, they shoot threes like they do, a 20-point lead isn't safe. I mean, you get hot and a 20-point lead goes away. And I just – Look at the Lakers last night. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, exactly. And just and then Embiid after the game goes, well, you know, me and James Harden can't do it by myself. Well, you know what? That just I don't, That's not a teammate I really want to play with. I don't care if in the in the locker room you kind of grill your teammates because leaders do that. We, we watched the last dance. Michael Jordan was – Tough to play with at times, but he never – I don't feel like he was getting up there all the time just going, well, I can't just uh, – well, my teammates need to be better. They just – it's not my fault. I suck, you know. Sometimes you got to wear a loss, and I felt like Embiid just 
is a, I don't know. He kind of came off as a crybaby to me. I didn't didn't love it a whole lot. I, I, I'm much more of a Jokic guy even than I was before this year. Yeah, I probably am too. But I do feel for him. I mean, have, Joker didn't have to play with James Harden, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Harden. I, I think James Harden, Harden was terrible. He was terrible. And and talk talk about own one game off another. He's like own one game off five. You know, um, I think Harden's kind of a cancer on on teams. And I'm not saying the guy's not talented, but but he's definitely not the player he once was. Um, but he can play in spots. We saw that in game one. Um, so I, you know, Doc got fired. Doc Rivers yeah. got fired, and you know, it, probably time for a change of scenery uh, uh, there. Um, and think of what Doc had to deal with: Ben Simmons, who couldn't shoot a layup, and, and then James Harden. Uh, I don't know that that you just kind of knew that was not going to work. I I think, and I think maybe. I'm going to give uh, Embiid a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and hope, you know, I, I mean, I get a little depression because, I mean, <laughs> you know, he had a lot of bad personalities to deal with there. Um, so I'm not and giving up one, on Embiid, but yeah, if you ask me what big man I'd rather have, it's the guy in Denver for sure. Well, and the and the one guy they probably should have kept was Jimmy Butler, and that's the one they yeah. let go for all God. these. And The fourth Jimmy quarter Butler. stats in their last three playoff games for Philly Pops, James Harden zero points. Zero field goals made, zero free throws made. Ben Simmons in his last three playoff games for Philly, five points, zero field goals made, five free throws made. So Ben Simmons is actually better than James Harden in fourth quarter. So James Harden did win two games where he scored like 40. Embiid's like, great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, no, he, he's fantastic, but he needs a little bit better teammates around him. Interesting. Have you seen – so you kind of mentioned it with Doc Rivers, but uh, – over the last three seasons now, the three winningest teams in the NBA were the Suns, Bucks, and the Sixers. All three have fired their head coach. Then I know coaches get fired a lot, but it feels like the like this this feels me even more turnover than the NFL, right? I mean, th- these are these aren't just Monty Williams has been over, they've been really good for threes. I know that's a disappointing way to end the year. Same with Mike Budenholzer at the Bucks, but. It's kind of surprising to see these. Coaches I could see the Bucks thing, but I will tell you, I think Monty Williams—he may be the next coach at Philly, and Embiid might stay there. I, I think Monty Williams is a hell of a coach. I really, I really like him. Um, yeah, I just think I'm he didn't a, have time for his team to gel, and I don't know what the hell's going on with DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's just—he's not all the talents there. He's good, but he's just—and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's just—he's not on that level. There's a chance that uh, DeAndre Ayton's on the Mavericks soon. I wouldn't be too shocked at that. Uh, I'm going back. Looking back since Greg Popovich won it in 2014, the only championship head coach who's still employed with said team is Steve Kerr. Because the Lakers fired Frank Vogel, and he won a championship there. The Raptors' Nick Nurse won a championship, but they fired him this past offseason. Then the Bucks won a championship. They fired their coach. And the Phoenix Suns got to championship. But it I, just, bet Nurse, I bet Nurse is employed by next time. Nick Nurse is a good coach, I think. Nick Nurse and Monty Williams both. That, that's what – it's actually not a terrible time to be fired as head coach because there's some good teams that just like there's a lot of good opportunities out there. So yeah, yeah Nick Nurse is just fine. Is there any other NBA playoffs you wanted to touch on, Pops? No, no, that's all. I think the Celtics really get the heat. The Heat have had a good run, but I just think they they don't have the. Do you think if the, the if the Nuggets are tired, it's because the Lakers have packed a lot of that really thick, humid air in their suitcases, and that's what they let out <laughs> in the stadium? Do you think that could be part of the problem? Maybe so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they just had like. Did you hear some of that? Where of like they were like the reason the reason there was actual people saying the reason the Knicks aren't winning in Miami is because it's hotter in Miami. I'm like, <laughs> well, basketball is yeah. played indoors, <laughs> right? It, it is. 
indoor yeah. arena. The Jets versus the, the Dolphins, I might can understand that, but. <laughs> right. And just, yeah, I was like, I think it was our boy, and I actually like him, but our boy Mike Greeny yeah. threw it out there, and I was oh, just well, like. Yeah. I mean. I will tell you, any New York fan of any New York sports team is going to have the lousiest excuses of anybody. That's ridiculous. <laughs> You see, Brandon uh, Marshall me. wants to come back and play tight end for uh, uh, the asset. Brandon Rogers, or yeah. <laughs> he wants a check, man. I'd take pay me six hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'll go. Play yeah, tight well, they're not asking for, you, Tony. <laughs> they're not, or me. <laughs> no. Pops, last no. thing on NFL, just since, or NBA, since we mentioned it last time or last time it was in the news, but I'm, I'm assuming you've seen John Morant was back on Instagram Live video, yeah. back waving a. a Gun. Uh, yeah. Gosh. I mean, I hope he gets it together because I mean, he is the face. He is the next. He is the next guy. I mean, maybe Wimbyana, but I mean, John Moran is so talented. And, He's already I mean, like to, being the guy, right? He's like an Otani type. He is like, the guy. Everybody's he is the yeah. face. They're. They're trying to make him the face of the. And and he's saying now again. He's apologizing, taking. Going to uh, another responsibility rehab. for his actions, but you know, well, that's I don't what know. you get when you do a slap on the wrist. They sent him to Florida for rehab. I think he just went to Florida to try to not get in the news for five days and bring back. I, I did see some people were like, John Moran's friends got to stop, you know, doing Instagram lives when there's guns around. I was like, well, it's not, it looks like there's guns around every time because the guy, if you watch the video, they're like singing a song and the guy pulls his phone over. And as soon as he sees Moran has a gun, he like real quick. Yanks the video back. He's not trying to catch Moran up. He's, I don't know why Moran's got a gun at all times. Like, that's just hey, what you're, you I, got I, it. A guy who made a point, Bomani Jones, who, who will make some really good points at times, and he kind of just threw out there, it almost feels, and, and we don't know what's going on in John Morant's life, but it almost feels like John Morant maybe doesn't want all, like, when you, when you, because he pretty much came from nowhere. He was Murray State, didn't, like, wasn't supposed to be this amazing player when he got to Murray State. And then within a year, blew up at Murray State, then gets picked second overall. And then is the NBA's like, this is our guy. We're this is the kids love him. He's we're gonna put this guy in every single ad and poster. Nike's doing the same. And when you blow up that fast, I just I just wonder there wasn't like a lot of people like, you know, with Zion, he's a big recruit. You know, you're dealing with kind of people trying to mooch off you at all times. I just wonder if Morant kind of all of a sudden blew up and now all these people too are much, too fast. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I don't really love all this. Like, I, it, all, it almost feels like self-sabotage. Like, even if he's doing it unconsciously, it just is it's crazy to me. Old as jaw. 23, 22? Yeah. Young. Dude, I, Lifford made some stupid ass. Only Lifford did. When he was 22. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. terrible. So well, I, I can't deny that he did, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I it's we can talk about. I, I think this is something that sports, professional sports, has got to look at as they dive further and further into the youth, and and put guys at nineteen and twenty and twenty one with multi million dollar contracts, and not not just have seven or eight. They've got nine figure work. I was about to say not just multi million. Like I mean, he's making. Yeah. Didn't he just sign like, like a super like one hundred and fifty eight extension? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I. Some, and, and that's not even accounting what I don't know what he makes with Nike. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, be huge. I, that kind of stuff can really, you know, I, I know when I get 
a hundred million dollars, it fucks with my brain. So I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine what it's doing to Jaw. So oh, I, I just dream about know, Tony. <laughs> I just dream about a hundred yeah. million dollars, and I start flashing. Yeah, guns so I, I, I'm. I feel bad for it. I, and there's a lot of there's a lot of young players like that, and so it's it's unfortunate. But need to figure stuff out. It, it really, if nothing else, is just a upsetting to see. Not even like I'm mad at him. Just like I'm just sad. I got almost a, like I got an idea. Here's my idea. Okay. Uh-oh. You know, we got all these rehab places, and they're going to Boca Raton, or they're going to Palm Springs, or you know, they're going to these luxury rehab places dude i think everybody goes to greenland you screw up and we're sending you for for three weeks greenland there's absolutely nothing in greenland it's cold i love it It, it's it's bare you want to really learn this is what it's like without a hundred million dollars send our ass to greenland and i think we'll see this shit stop (laughs) i love it well adam silver if you're if you're listening here we go i'm telling you I did That's hear. My, yeah, I'm gonna send out the. I'm gonna send the cards. I'm. I am actually. I'm doing a, a GoFundMe to start a uh, rehab center in <laughs> Greenland. So I hope you guys sign up. I did hear. It's um, a moneymaker. Stephen Jackson, who is, it was a good basketball player, but most people probably remember him for the Mouse in the Palace. He was one of the main ones involved, and he was kind of talking about this a little bit. And he goes. I knew the Florida shit wasn't going to work. They did the same thing after I got in trouble and they tried to send me to a rehab. I didn't change my ways. I got right back and was still acting the same goofy, doing all the bullshit. It wasn't until Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie Miller like really sat down like, you're about to flush your career down the drain. if Because they try to just do this, oh, well, maybe it'll go away. I was still acting like a dumbass. I needed someone to like look me in the face and go, you're being a dumbass. And when you make millions out of nowhere, Nobody wants to cut the payroll. They don't want to be cut off your payroll. So I'm not going to tell LJ's a dumbass. Yeah, like he's still buying me cars. Charles Barkley or somebody needs to go take him and go, dude. Come on, you know, maybe somebody. I'm just saying though. I mean, I you know, I'm not a 23 year old, but uh, if I was paying somebody that much money to be in my entourage, you better fucking cover me. Like, be on my ass and make sure I'm going to be worth that. Well, and that's what though. Like to the point of that Instagram live. As soon as the friend realized, damn it, Jaws got a delete, gun in his delete, hand. Delete, delete, yeah. He's like, what's well, online? Yeah. It's out there. He like but moves it. He, he, like, he sets it on his shirt, right? Like basically. It wasn't like, he, yeah. And like he does it for a good like 15 seconds. And then once he realizes Jaws put it away, he comes mm. back out and tries to act like nothing happened. So it's these guys aren't trying to catch him. I think his friend was like, damn it. I didn't know you had a gun, <laughs> Jaws. What do we do? And we're just going to Kmart. Or, you know, I mean, we're just. Oh, but. Everybody needs a turtle. Yep. Keep yep. them out of trouble. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, do we have anything else in the – there's a little bit from baseball I might touch on. Is there anything we want to do in NFL? I mean, it's kind of the yeah, awesome we'll the draft happened. We'll, Is there anything? It was a great draft. I, I'll just say this. It was a great draft. It was fun to watch. Uh, once you got to the second half, I it was sure as hell a lot better than the NBA <laughs> draft lottery. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but I thought – we'll say this. I thought Kansas City did it really well. There was hundreds – the way they set that up open uh, on a hillside, there was 100,000 people there. They didn't all have to pay 250 or $300 to be there. That, that was – I like the way they did that. I would – that's probably the only way I'll ever get to go to it, an NFL draft. But I thought that – I thought Kansas City did that pretty cool. And, and I agree. So I enjoyed that. And, and Well, and – to your point, I that's now, and I didn't don't think it was before. And a friend, me and a friend, coworker were talking about it, and I think the draft might be up on kind of a bucket list thing now because it 
One, everyone, when you're at the draft, I think we've talked about this before. It's all optimism. We're just all talking about potential. Every prospect has the chance at being awesome. And so it's, you're not, it's not like going to a sporting event where the Cowboys lose and now I'm bummed out. Like it's all just, Hey, we might have just got another Micah Parsons. Who knows? And we're all happy. And you're just, it looked cool. Like Kansas City and then the Nashville one, they've looked cool I mean, where it's just like you're around. A- I, I've been to one. I went to the Laramie Tunzel draft in Chicago. Yeah. You were at uh, the, the yeah, Chicago. Yeah. So I was in the crowd yeah. while everybody was sharing around this video of this dude in those bong masks. So that was a good time. <laughs> it just seems cool. It seems like a cool yeah, event. It seems like it a really fun, was. like just. Yeah. Hanging out, getting a few beers. You're just around a bunch of football yeah, fans who were yeah. all thinking we might have yeah. just got the next corner piece of our franchise. Oh, yeah. right Optimism here. Optimism everywhere, yeah. Yeah, it's just optimistic. We're not even thinking about Russell Wilson. Yeah. We're just, yeah. you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, although Russell Wilson is getting some playoff experience. He's been going to all the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. so He's watching Jokic and seeing if he can translate any of that over to uh, the football field. I mean, um, he's won a Super Bowl while the Tony, Broncos were playing in one too, right? So, like, you know. Uh, hey. <laughs> Tony, you mentioned earlier uh, New York fans and uh, their propensity to maybe be a little annoying and make excuses. S- sticking in New York, have you you've seen so the, the, the Toronto Blue Jays announcers kind of acting, you know, pretty much saying but not saying Aaron Judge is cheating? Have you seen some of this? Yeah, I was watching the game. And uh, so – can you tell LJ, uh, yeah, like, tell LJ and Pops kind of lay out why, yeah, why were they on? insinuating that maybe he's cheating? He really – okay, so he wasn't cheating like a Houston Astros <laughs> cheating. Like, they were stealing signs and giving them electronic sake. So, what what was going on is that was a rookie pitcher on the mound, and so he was tipping his pitches, whether he's going to have a changeup or whether it was a fastball. And so the bench knew it, and so what you saw a judge doing – at first, they thought Judge was trying to look down because they kind of get mad when you look down to try to see what where the catcher is setting up. So you can kind of say, okay, this is going to be outside. Okay, this is going to be higher. This is going to be inside. You, you kind of tell where they're setting up. And good catchers know how to counter that. But he was looking to the dugout. He wasn't looking down. He was looking to the dugout. So the dugout knew they had – they knew the kid was tipping his pitches. So he's he was glancing at the very last second over the dugout – Somebody was giving him a signal of their tip of whether Jackson was throwing a fastball or the changeup, and and that's what he was doing. Now, there's nothing because it was like right before he would swing, he would kind of just glance over, and it looked right. like in the dugout if range. you've got a tail and I figured out that yeah, ain't that cheating. sounds like exactly. baseball to me. It's not cheating. Now, what normally happens, and this is where uh, where the MLB has kind of changed the rules and 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 prevented this. Normally, if the other team caught you doing that. The next pitch was right in your rib cage, because like, look, man, don't hey, don't be trying to steal our signals because we're going to put one where it hurts. Now, pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour now, it's, it's dangerous, right? So the game's changed a little bit, but that's the way you used to be able to do it. Or you could slide the next guy slides in high, but now you're going to be suspended a few games. So that that's the part that really sucks that you can't say okay. If that's the way we're going to play, let's do this. And what was funny, so last night, uh, uh, so the Yankees and the Blue Jays are really going after you. So last night, each team kept yelling at the third base coaches. It's an unwritten rule that the third base coach can can get down the line outside of his uh, coach's box. They stopped the game twice to put the coach back in the in the box because the other team said, hey, he's out of the box. That's just – it's stupid. But um, but yeah, I, that was 
thing they thought Judge was cheating. And last night they kicked out a uh, the Yankees starting pitcher for a foreign substance. And he said all I was doing was putting rosin on my hand, and apparently he sweats the damn much. His hand became kind of gooey, and so all the <laughs> all the umpires go there feel his hand. So they caught Judge stealing signals in the first game. They kicked out the pitcher, uh, the second game, the starting pitcher for having a foreign substance on his hand. There's no telling. I suspect there's going to be a fight tonight between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. It was funny in the in the TikTok I saw. There's just a clip of it, and it was the announcers kind of going, "Yeah, you know, we spotted something a little funny, didn't you?" On Judge's last at bat, and they show the clip, and then they go, and then so they go back to real time, and they're about to throw a pitch, and they go, "Oh, he just did again, and that one is gone because he just smashed it." And it was clear, like Tony saying, he knew something. Well, but I think. I mean, why, like, tell, why peg him in the rib though? That if, yeah, if, no. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. If, if the four of us are deciding to play spades, right, and then Kevin decides to lay his cards down on the table, I can't be mad at you guys for looking, right? Like, that's kind of what you're right. supposed to do. Yeah, right. I can't. No. So what could happen? Kevin's though, the idiot in this scenario. You, by the way, I just want to make yeah, that clear. So, <laughs> notice you made me the dummy. And Liff and I have done this. Talking about spades. So if I catch you and you and Kevin. Putting some kind. Oh gosh, it's really hot today, isn't it? Oh, and that's Kevin's your signal for that that's your signal <laughs> whoa, for whoa. for uh, for bidding two hearts. Then mm-hmm. Liv and I are gonna go. Okay, okay, we see how it is, and then it's gonna be. Hey, Liv, how many times have you been to the club in the last three weeks? <laughs> Seven. Yeah. Seven clubs. No. So you know, you, you you it's the same thing, but it's you know, it's not illegal. And you, but LJ, you're a hundred percent right. You're not supposed to be able to let the other team do that. Tony, did you see the pitcher came out? I think the Blue Jays pitcher came out and said, "Like I was giving, I was giving up my pitch. Like I, I, I didn't realize I was, but I was tipping my pitches, and they, they noticed it. So that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the player for the Yankees got a ten game suspension for Jeez. the Yankees. Oh. Yeah. It was his second offense. And so this is what made it interesting. Not that everybody wants to hear baseball stories, but real quick, because um they I mean, the same basketball. The, <laughs> the same our three out of the four umpires that were there uh last night were at a game uh a couple of weeks ago where he was there and they they somebody said, Hey, you gotta check his hands. The other other coach said check his hands, and they felt it was too sticky. They took sent him into the dugout to wash his hands. So he washed his hands. He came out and said, okay, you can keep going. Three out of the four umpires. So this time they come in and say, damn, the dude's hands are sticky again. Dude, you're out of here. They didn't give a chance to wash his hands last night. They kicked him out. Hmm. He will probably appeal because they're saying it's just rosin and he sweats. We'll see what happens. But. The the sticky substance in the MLB is is such a weird subject because it's like – you, there are some legal things that turn sticky, like you're saying, rosin. Like it's, I don't know how you deal with that. Yeah, rosin. It's yeah. really, it's a sticky it's situation. A sticky it's situation. a sticky situation. Yeah. It's a slippery rosin slope. No, legal, that's another thing, right? Because there's a rosin bag behind the behind the mound, but you're supposed to put it where it doesn't impact the the ball, right? So you're not just supposed to take it and squeeze it like an orange. You're supposed to you, you can pat it and take the take the uh, moisture off your hand, but you can't like get a like a film of resin on there. So. I I think he was doing exactly what he thought he was doing. He was doing a little Fred Belitnikoff kind of action. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You know, LJ, you were you were talking about my spades playing, and I've often been referred to as a a, a philosopher of the game. Oh of my spades. god! And I, you, wow. you had really? You I, had I haven't subject. heard you, but okay. Wow. <laughs> well, many people re- refer this to me transition. as you, know, you sound like Donald Trump. Lots of people say. <laughs> people lots of people, people say. People, I don't know. I hear it. <laughs> people are saying. Many people are saying, but. <laughs> We're not talking about my philosophy in space. We'll have a separate podcast where I can teach my ways on that. You want to talk about a a, a Greek philosopher? Is that right? Yeah, well, I just have a just, favorite favorite Greek philosopher, and I kind of wanted to share with you guys if you're we, interested. as we all do, yeah. as we yeah, all yeah, yeah. 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 Who's your Greek philosopher? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Socrates, a lot of Plato's, a lot of Aristotle's. But boring. I've got Diogenes for you guys. <laughs> Um, okay. And, uh, Tell me about what's him. interesting about Diogenes is, uh, so he was, he was the first of the cynics, um, which is, uh, you know, you, you know, the word cynical, uh, but, but it, uh, they're, they're the Greek philosophy of the cynics was basically a lot like Buddhism where it's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, give up earthly desires, like stop, uh, uh, wanting titles, stop wanting to follow the rules of society so much and just take care of like your mind and your body and your spirit. And so uh, Diogenes took this uh, to an extreme where he uh, he literally shit and pissed in the streets and uh, drank out of puddles with his tongue. And so they used the Greek word for uh, dog uh, to define him, which was the cynics. Um, but he's amazing because he was a is he a, he's this is a smart man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's he was witty, at least. Uh, he's a bum. <laughs> That's what he was. He was a bum. So uh, so what uh, what. He's got a couple of famous stories. A couple of my favorite are uh, there was a time where philosophy, right? Philosophy was like, it was the idea of thinking about thinking. And so like Plato was really obsessed with like trying to figure out what, like how to define things, perfectly define things. So he defined uh, man as a featherless biped. Um, And so everybody praised this. uh, And uh, Diogenes came into the Senate with a plucked chicken and threw it in the, in the middle of the floor and said, behold, man. And so they changed it to a featherless biped with broad, flat nails. Um, but my favorite Dogeny story is he had gotten a lot of fame for being uh, basically a troll and hating Plato. Um, and Alexander the Great, who you uh, may know, like conquered basically all of the ancient world, uh, wanted to meet Dogeny. So he went to Athens and uh, and met him and said, hey, Dogeny, I'm a big fan uh, and I'm basically the most powerful person in the world. Um and big fan. So big fan. Big fan. Uh, and first time caller. First time caller. Long time listener. Can we get a long time quick listener. Also, <laughs> and so uh, so we asked him. He was like, "Hey, I can, I can honestly probably anything, oh. anything you want, I can probably get done. So what would you like from me?" And he said, "Could you move a little bit because you're in the sun?" And so then, so Alexander laughs and he says, so he's a big old smart yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder why I like him. So then Alex- <laughs> I'm about to say, I, it totally checks out. <laughs> Sounds like LJ with a few drinks in him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I urinate less in public than Dajanese does, but, uh, but that's about the only difference. That's good. So, uh, less. so then Alexander, <laughs> little less, little less, not quite as much. Um, <laughs> I am house trained. So when I'm indoors, I go ahead and use what I've got. Um, wow. But, uh, but Alexander says, depends how much cinnamon he's he had. said, where you depends on how much cinnamon. Oh boy. Uh, he says, uh, he says, were I not Alexander the great, I'd want to be Diogenes. And Diogenes says, were I not Diogenes, I'd want to be Diogenes too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this dude's just a smart, he's like, I want to hear his like post game press. Oh my God. He'd be the so best ever. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
Oh, they'd be like, what do you think you should have done out there? And he'd have just been like, probably, probably won. Make a few more of the ones I yeah. missed. I, I would have liked to have won. I'd be happier if we won that game, game, actually. Yeah. <laughs> probably score. If I could go back, I'd score more points than they did. That's what I'd do. Bill probably. Belichick may be a descendant. Um, that'd be biggest adjustment. Yeah, yeah. He's a very, well, he's a cynical guy. You know, he's he's the Dodge and he's yeah. tight for sure. I'll say. Um, we, tonight we are missing, Jacob was going to join the podcast, but he is having not a bougie problem. He's having oh, a life problem. problem. <laughs> He's, uh, without AC down in, uh, down in Texas and, uh, it's a little warm. Yeah. So uh, we're missing the man today. Pops, uh, that's a real problem. I was wondering if you had any, any bougie problems. I do have a quick one. Yes. Okay. okay. So I did a little traveling last week. I did a little air traveling oh, last air week. Oh, air traveling. Okay. Yeah, so I was gone, and so uh, at certain times, you know, uh, you're at the airport, and and instead of going, you know, to the bathroom outside like Diogenes, <laughs> uh, you go to the airport restroom. And my problem is with airport toilet paper. It's horrible. It's probably like toilet paper in your upstairs bathroom. No, no, it was at least two ply. That was one ply that I gave you. Um, it's at least two ply. You're saying it's better. But it's, it's better than your upstairs. Here's the paper. problem. Probably more of my problem is airport toilet paper dispensers uh, because it's, sure. it comes out of that thing. And, you know, I need, you know, in general, about probably three to five squares of toilet paper. And I kind of roll it back and it works just fine for me. But if you try to jerk it and break it at the airport through that dispenser, like either it breaks off with one sheet or 10,000 sheets come out. It's and like, you've got boom, toilet paper all over the out. damn place. And you're trying, it's just, it's just, just put a regular dispenser on there. I'll just use what I need and I'll go on. I use more of your shitty toilet paper because of your shitty dispenser. I'm just saying. That's my Yeah, problem. that's rough. That's rough. It's a problem. I hate that. Because one yeah. sleeve's never enough. Do you need a lead on a therapist or like, how are you feeling? Feeling a little shitty. That, that's, that's what this is, LJ. <laughs> this is therapy right now. We're, we're going through it. Yeah. It's kind of like that. What do they call it? That John Wayne toilet paper? Won't take shit off anybody. <laughs> it's rough and tough. It and won't take shit off nobody. I, yeah. That, it is definitely non-absorbent, that airport toilet paper. <laughs> Just So that's my bougie problem. I'm sorry. Uh, Uncle Tony, have you had any, any bougie problems lately? Yeah. No, I pretty well for you. spent the night. In a, I felt like I had one and I, I lost it. I spent it. I the night in a house that didn't have any air conditioning in Austin. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, though, it was fine. No, I'm just kidding. It was fine. It was fine. It props out to Jake and Torbo. I hope y'all get that fixed. Yeah. No well, we hope Prestige Worldwide gets uh, <laughs> yeah. some AC soon. Prestige Worldwide see some AC in the world. For the viewer, what, what even for the listeners, we didn't want to have to hear them because I'd be a cranky son yeah. of a gun if I've been dealing with no yeah. AC. So yeah, we yeah. were just like, you know what? Take the night off. Yeah, it's yeah and it's just it's, May. <laughs> it's just May. <laughs> yeah, we're not even. It's just May. Oh, I have a bougie problem. It's not a bougie problem. It's just I'm annoyed problem. It, where? What happened to spring? It was just like we're we're winter and now we're summer. Oh, come to Chicago. We, we don't get any of the nice like it's maybe maybe a long sleeve t shirt and shorts. It's just I'm sweating. It's like now. Well, you it's didn't like, notice spring because there were tornadoes during <laughs> your spring. That's, that's why you didn't notice yeah. spring. That's 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 probably true. I was stuck yeah. inside dealing with tornado coverage at our at our. It's like fifty eight out here right now. It's so nice. It's like yeah, well, uh, Chicago light hoodie. Nice. Light hoodie. Yeah, holler get back at with me, me in, in February. February. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Uncle Tony, what you, you you sipping on anything good over there? I heard there was a theme am, to so your drink maybe tonight. As I, there I, yeah, there is a theme to the drink tonight. I do want to tell about that. And, and then I want to uh, tell a story though quick. So yeah. I, I had a drink this weekend. Uh, no. And again, it, yeah. <laughs> Could I think you believe it? I Well, okay. I might have had more than one. Also, no. <laughs> Less than less than ten, but more than one. But uh, and shout out to Prestige Worldwide did a great job of hosting us in Austin this weekend. But yeah, um, you sent some pictures in our in our group text, but they were kind of coming through yeah. a little like blurry for me. I couldn't fully tell. So I, just I couldn't tell you why they would have been blurry, but they look perfectly. That's how you remember it. That's exactly how you remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But um, so I've never had absinthe service before and i don't know if anyone on the podcast has had absence absence, not service this is Mm. this has got to be the coolest thing ever so we were at a restaurant and absent no we weren't lighting sorry but we were using them so what happened was this absence service they pour the absinthe just a very small amount because absinthe is very high alcohol content a little sip of the naughty water and um (laughs) how like this is not me being silly normally during these i'm being silly how high are you talking? Like- it's about um, 124, 128 proof. So about okay. 20, 30 proof than your normal high whiskey proof. It can get up to 150 gotcha. proof. Yeah. It's still, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's nothing to mess so with. So a little goes a long yeah, way. Lo- so is Bacardi 151 kind of like absinthe? It's made with different stuff. The absinthe is made with herbs and it, it's no malort, but it is uh, herby. <laughs> But um, there ain't nothing. No absence like a, like a black licor- licorice flavor, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Fennel. I wonder if we could do malort service. That might be interesting. But anyway, um, oh boy. So so I'm in. So what's really cool is they bring out these absinthe glasses that are specifically made with a little. Uh, they got a little bottom, and then they go way up like this. So it's real art. People can't see this on the podcast, but it goes <laughs> like it a, angles a out, so you get a lot of a, a lot of um, aroma. But the absinthe bottom, you get an absinthe spoon <laughs> over the top, and on the top they have an absinthe smoked, uh, absinthe soaked sugar cube on the spoon, and then they take ice cold water, and you just drip it over the sh- the cube, and so they bring this, hu- and when they bring it, it's huge. It's got these four or five spigots on it, and they set it down on your table, and then they it that's it, and they so they um <clears throat> and so they set it there. And so as you as the water drip the ice cold water drips into the absinthe, it turns cloudy and they call it the it becomes milky. And so it's uh it it becomes this it, and it actually gets creamier. So if you've ever had absinthe straight, get absinthe service because it's it's so much better. And it was amazing. My tongue went numb. It was, uh, you know, but the aroma was just fantastic. I don't remember how I got home. I just I woke know, up that. and all of a sudden we're in a house with no yeah, air the Uber was, and We had air that <laughs> night. But uh, but absent service, you can get it, get it. I think it's a great thing. Um, and it was just it was just fun. Don't get two, but if you get one absent <laughs> service, it was really fun. It was it was a good time, and, and, and it's really a unique way to have a drink, and, and it is really good. Uh, so absent service, try it. Tonight. Okay. Tonight, no, no absinthe, because I'm having okay. the Mountain Man. Because if you'd had absinthe, you'd have been yeah. absent. Yes, correct. <laughs> so wow, honor, he's loving that one. We're on tonight. Wow. 
Boom, boom. I take my wife, please. Um, <laughs> the Mountain Man, I, I'm doing this in honor of the Denver Nuggets, specifically Mr. Jokic, the Mountain Man himself. Uh, and so this is the one with, um, we've, we may have had this on the pod before, but it's uh, Old Forester bourbon, which I shout mm. out to Jono out there who introduced me to Old Forester. Um, and then it's got a, a peach liqueur, a Giffard Peche de Vin. I like the wow. way it's, it's it's peach liqueur. Um, but it's got lemon <laughs> juice, and this Sounds is the good. real cool part: maple syrup. And uh, I use ginger liqueur instead of ginger syrup, and so you've got all these flavors together. It's it's like a um, it's it's like a countryfied whiskey sour because you get the ginger flavor and the maple syrup flavor. And it's really, really good. So the Mountain Man to the Joker. Oh, yeah. Good luck to you, my friend. Good luck. For the Mountain yep. Man himself. To the Joker. Bring that thin air to L.A. Just pack it yeah. in your suitcase, yeah. <laughs> you got to. Pops, I know um, we've talked about it before, but you actually had to endure um, some – West Coast basketball while on the East Coast. And mm. can you confirm now it is as shitty as it seems? Yeah, because it doesn't start until 10 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. And Uncle so, Tony, you know, you know, Liff, he, he, Liff, he ain't up past that late. You know, it's, it's past no, bedtime. <laughs> so every time I watch the first quarter, I fall asleep. Game's over. Then, which is interesting about 430. The quarter starts. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I would wake up and then couldn't go back to sleep because I was so mad I missed the game. So then I turn on Sports Center and see it on Sports Center. Ridiculous. <laughs> totally, just utterly ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I still stand with the Central Time Zone is the primary time, time zone. Yeah, Mountain's good, but Central's right. best. Central's yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. Mountain's there's good. others that are Central's not best. bad, mm. but Central yeah. the Key. best. <laughs> All right, I think. Do we have anything else before we before we say goodbye? Is there? Do we miss anything? I think one of us has to get that, back to work. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that it's is it. a bougie problem in and of itself. Somebody's got to go back to work. Well, That's yeah. I just want to. I'm just trying. I was telling. I was telling Lyft the other day. I mean, it'd be nice if we could just retire. Yeah. That's how close weird. are we? How close? Mm-hmm. I guess I should look at the finances of this podcast, and I'll let you guys know. I'm sure it's going great. Okay, you do that math. Yeah, you do that math. Yeah. We'll um, send them out while Elder's doing the math. Go ahead. And oh, make it sure looks like we only need two hundred thousand more years. That's all. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. All right. Hey, the first thing you got to do is set a yeah. goal. Set a goal. Set a goal. Two hundred thousand okay. years. Okay. Um, all right. Make sure if you're not already, follow us on. Facebook, Twitter, like and subscribe wherever you can. Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. Just type in Just Press Play Podcast. You'll see us. Hit the subscribe, rate, and review. Guys, we will see you next time. Uh, so I did the math wrong. It's 400,000 more years because I didn't account for inflation. So, yeah. Oh, see, I was yeah. okay for 200,000. Yeah. Thanks, Joe yeah. Byron. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure something out. We'll, I don't we'll think Liv and I have 400,000 years to get there, so you two might know. I really don't. Yeah. Well, you know, with modern science, yeah. we might be able to live forever. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have crow, an AI we'll doing the podcast heads, for us, right? Like, they'll, they'll just take over. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll just have AI. We got technology. Yeah. Um, I'm like 50-50 on weekends, generally, so we'll we'll play it out. We'll just, we'll just see what happens until we have something that settles. Yeah, like, LJ, I'm 50 50 okay. on weekends as well. It just depends on when you catch me. AM or PM. <laughs> <laughs>
Depends what number yeah, I'm going to find me one of man. Dude, it's awesome. Y'all need to look that up, man. It is really cool. We did. That time I've done anything similar, it was, like, it was almost like crack or something. Like They were like with a spoon lighting up sugar cubes with a lighter. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I did bottle service at a bar one time um, and didn't really realize what it is. <laughs> In don't bottle do service, it. like, don't do it. You spend like way too much money on a bottle. Of you pretty much spend like four hundred dollars on a bottle of vodka. Yeah, yeah, that's kind yeah of I was laughing at him. I, yeah. I think we um when we did that. I could have gone yeah. and seen we Little Dicky once for free, but I had to do bottle service to get in. So I was like, no, I'm not going to see Little Dicky. <laughs> I went to a place somewhere in Dallas, and we saw some high school friends, and they were like. We're getting bottle service, do y'all? And I was like, we would already join the table. Like, we're gonna get bottle service. Y'all want to join? Like, nope. no, we're good. <laughs> and then later, though, they were like, well, we already got them. Y'all want to have drinks? They're like, well, we didn't, we didn't pitch in or anything. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. We already got them. And then the ticket. So we we're like, sure. The ticket comes around. And they're like, y'all are in on this drive? I was like, no, I made it no, abundantly no, 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 clear. No, no, no. Abundantly <laughs> clear. I didn't want this drink. <laughs> I think they too ordered it, not realizing yeah. they, they thought maybe it's a little overpriced bottle, not four hundred dollars for a bottle of wine. Not a real friend, right there. This. Yeah, and that's Heaven's Heel. That didn't need Tito. I think we got like Pinnacle. Like, it wasn't like a great <laughs> bottle of yeah. vodka. Pinnacle plastic yeah. bottle for four hundred dollars in the store. Yeah, you need to find places that that charge a corkage fee. What that means, you bring your own damn bottle in, and they charge you to open it, and it's a whole lot less expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I gotta go back I gotta to go work. Too. Gotcha. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>